Hey everybody, this is your girl Lisa Winnie. Hey yo, welcome to a millennial bonus. Bonus. Can't nobody out here do it like me. Ain't nobody out here winning like me. I am a fucking millennial. Hey everybody, you welcome into a bonus episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl Lise Winnie and I am a fucking millennial. And you know, so I'm doing a bonus episode, which you know are usually my shorter episodes and I usually focus on one topic of the bonus episodes when I do my bonuses. But this time you will get a little bit, a little bit of a little bit of, because you know, we didn't get an episode on Monday and it wasn't because we were on break. So the episode was recorded and then the system completely crashed and then I lost and then I didn't save it. I didn't have a backup file and then it completely just went wonky and like I've been working on something else which like I said eventually I will tell you guys what that is right now I don't feel comfortable with saying that is because I don't know how long I'm going to be doing it yet. So once I feel a little bit more comfortable I'll tell you what that is, but I've been working on something else which has completely consumed a lot of my time, so I haven't been as, you know, doing it, doing it, and that's why somebody had asked me, like, you know, you're not having as many guests as you used to, and I was like, no, like, I, because at one point, I was reaching out to a lot of different types of people and backgrounds, I haven't had a chance to do that, Plus, when we were reaching out over the last couple of months, like, in full disclosure, like, people was like, "Mm mm-mm. And I was like, okay, after a while, you'd be like, okay, is it me? It must be me. Because I'm seeing these same people on other platforms that are just as big or small as mine. And I'm like, it's gotta be me. Like, I, I must be doing or saying something that ain't good and i was like okay i'll leave it alone i'm gonna leave it alone for a while but i really we haven't had a chance to really be on the grind we haven't really had a chance to do that because there's been a lot of shit that's been coming up and like DeSus and meryl ended which honestly i like them together they they will be separated and do other things but some people i feel like just should be together i'm doing this solo dolo today Yes, I'm Han Solo today, but I feel like some people just belong together. We belong together, and I feel like they are it. They belong together. You know, like when Joe Budden broke up with Rory and Maul, I felt like Joe was going to be okay. Like there's a whole article that I wrote on millennials.us and everything about that. Because I feel like Joe is the king of black podcasts. I'm not saying that there aren't any other good black podcasts. But Joe was one of the first black popular culture entertainment hip hop music podcasts that came out and was really, really successful. So he really set the blueprint for what that looks like so that's why all when you look and listen to all of the podcasts that are entertainment music based podcasts that are black they are very similar to his because he set the tone he's been doing this for a while he wasn't doing it since pump 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 it up which if you watch that video that video is weird like i don't know what we was doing back in the 2000s where we was just like okay this makes sense because i was like none of it made any sense it, it, it made absolutely no sense. And a lot of those music videos back in the 2000s made 
absolutely no sense. Like, none at all. But it was a good time, though. I, I mean, sometimes I wish I could go, because I, I was having a good time back then. I had just moved out on my own at 18 years old, had an apartment, you know, was in college. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. So, man, I miss that time of time. Hmm. Anywho, I, now I lost my fucking train of thought. What the fuck was I talking about? See, this is why you don't go down a rabbit hole and do the sidebars to the sidebars, which I always do. I do, I, I just keep going down there. But DeSeuss, no, let me go back. Joe, and I felt like Joe was going to be okay. Like, I knew Joe was going to be fine. Now, I knew Rory and Maul needed to be together. Like, they just have an energy that works well. And this is no knock, but some people just have an energy that works well with someone else. Like, you are really, really good together, but not great solo. And they just had that kind of energy that they needed to be, like, a group. Now they're doing amazing. So you have an amazing podcast with Rory and Maul, and Joe is Joe. So, you know, and DeSeuss and Meryl break up, which I thought DJ Envy would be dancing on the ceiling. But come to find out like a week or two later the breakfast club is ending like the hell is going on with all of these groups and people that have been together for a while i honest a lot of people are blaming it on angela yee and then people are starting to knock her she was the weakest link yeah da, 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 da. honestly i don't think she was i think angela yee and this is the thing that i don't know if people understand about podcasts or radio shows or just shows in general you have people especially when you have a panel or a group of people and each person plays a role so you're multiple people for a reason you have multiple hosts for a reason and on the breakfast club she was the center she was the anchor and here's what i mean like charlemagne brought that shock value in entertainment because without charlemagne i don't think the breakfast club would have been as entertaining as it was so you need somebody that's just gonna say whatever out of their mouth but then at the same time you need somebody that's going to keep holding them accountable so like wait a minute we gotta still ask real questions like let's ask these questions let's reel it back out and i feel like that's what angela yee was they everybody couldn't be charlemagne if DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne was Charlemagne, it, it would be just utter chaos, which is some of the podcasts that we listen to now. It's just utter chaos because everybody's trying to one-up the next one. It's like, oh, you said this about the, you know, the booty holes now. I'm going to say this about the the titties and the number. And then it's just chaos. I was like, okay, we we somebody got to be an anchor in order for it to get somewhere. So you need an anchor and that's what Angela Yee was I know that her and Charlemagne had a, I'm talking to like I know her on a first name basis Angela Yee I, I know her and Charlemagne have gotten into issues with one another but I don't think that that is it I was just saying this when I recorded the other episode y'all didn't get a chance to hear that we need an episode of a podcast that'll make people interested in politics in a way where it's like in the, the next episode title is going to be the real is it the real chaos of politics it's going to be like in a real housewife style is what I'm going to do I'm going to do the whole thing it's going to be like a whole real housewife style episode of the politics that are going on because right now politics is it's crazy and this is why if you knew more about politics you would be just as entertained about it as 
you are about what's going on with Kevin Gates saying he don't support Black Lives Matter. Like, you would be just as engaged. It's that entertaining if you understand what's going on and how serious this stuff is. But I feel like Charlemagne's show is that. Um, it was the God's Honest Truth. Now, I think it's hell of a week because I think some people kind of felt some kind of way about that name. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Plus, I was like, some of it's your opinion. It's an opinion-based show, so you can't really say it's the God honest truth because it's not. It's opinion-based, but that's okay. So I like the new name, A Hell of a Week, and I like what he's doing. Chico Bean is amazing on that fucking show, and I think that he's breaking down stuff that people wouldn't necessarily understand, and he's breaking down stuff that people wouldn't necessarily watch or pay attention to. So I like what Charlemagne is doing with that. Now, I was saying that he taking all the jobs. I was like, Charlemagne, can you leave some jobs for somebody else? But I like what he did. I like what you did last summer, okay? I synced it, and I like what you did last summer. Go go get the screen mask and all of that, because I like what you did. See, so Charlemagne just has that big personality. And I think it's because he learned from the great, the GOAT, which was Wendy fucking Williams. And if you didn't know that... Now you know. it. He, she put him on. He came from South Carolina. He wasn't getting paid. He just was like, okay, you know what? This is a great opportunity. I can see a goat when I, when I hear one. And he just came up there and got the experience. And he said it before. He said, sometimes you just got to do stuff for free until you don't. And I agree with him wholeheartedly because I know we're in this hustle culture where it's like, you, I got to get paid for my work. I got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. But sometimes you don't know what your worth really is. And I'm not saying that you're not, you're worthless. That's not what I'm saying. Listen to me. Sometimes when you're first getting started, you have absolutely no idea how much your services should cost. You are overestimating what you actually can do. And then what happens is, is that you put this number out there. Somebody hires you. You cannot fulfill it. And then it's like, oh no, you're not worth that at all. You don't want to do that. So sometimes you got to get the experience before you can say you worth all of this money. Because there's a lot of people who are saying they worth a billion dollars and they have zero experience. This shit is in their head. And I'm not saying that that dream or vision you have is not worth a billion dollars i'm saying you've got to get there first you ain't gonna get there overnight you gotta get there first so i love what Charlemagne is doing and i think because of the trajectory and the path he took is why he's so good at what he does because he's really good he's even doing a hollywood reporter interview i love the interview he did with lala i just he's doing so many things that i was like he don't have time to do that no more and you know, radio is not what radio used to be. And I, I always say that I don't think radio is dying because they've been saying that since MTV and television came out. But I do think that radio is changing. I think you're going to see like they're on YouTube. You're going to see more of that where radio is now visual. And that's why the radio people are starting to get more attractive. So you're starting to see like, oh, you don't just have a radio voice. You got to have a radio face. Because now they're starting to change the game. Podcast came in. Joe Budden came in and said, mm-mm, we're going to change this. And that is exactly what happened. And now people are throwing billions of dollars in podcasting because people are, you have a choice. Like on the radio show, they pick them. 
so if you don't like them you like okay then i gotta listen to a different station whereas with podcasts you have hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from so if you don't like this one you just flip it to the next one so you have choice and i think people nowadays like the choice but anyway if you haven't heard trump has been raided by the fbi which i honestly didn't think was going to happen we'll talk about this more next on monday the monday's episode so you'll hear about that but i didn't think it was gonna happen but when merrick garland was like when they asked him is the president like what do you do with the president of the a former president of the united states like he's a former president like you can't charge him right and he was like i said nobody is above the law you heard wait a minute what wait a minute i let me calm down let me calm down and i know that people are afraid that this might be a bit of an overreach because if it is and this turns out very similar to what happened in those impeachment trials where people feel like there was a bit of an overreach democrats are in trouble they are in trouble but here's the thing trump could you mean and, and this is why i don't understand his people that standing outside his house like oh my god we got the this is this is so bad we need to disband the police i was like now y'all want to disband the police they they was just saying that in 2020 and y'all was like no we're not gonna abolish police no no now it's like we we need to abolish the police get y'all shit together like marjorie taylor green lauren boat what's her name bobert or whatever the hell her name is they all then came out and said it like you know we need to disband the police like stop it y'all are the most conflicted people i think that y'all you don't want to hear about privilege but you are such in a place of privilege that you don't even see how much privilege you have to be able to switch back and forth like that when things happen to you that have been happening to other people you you just completely don't see it and then it's like oh well now wait wait a minute that's privilege where you can just ignore it that is exactly what that is and now you you are involved with it you think that the policing system needs some adjustments or change now you're on board interesting or interesting i never was on board with it when they said it in 2020 because honestly i think the way that you if you abolished and disband the police you would have to put something in its place and honestly whatever you create in its place is going to have problems so you probably are better off trying to fix it than you are disbanding it because when you start anything new it's gonna be problematic because it takes time in order to actually get it together and what will happen is you're going to disband it because you don't like it and it's going to just go away and then you're going to have to throw something together real quick in order to make sure that people aren't just like we're going to do whatever we want and you don't want that either so then you're going to create something else that's going to have the same problems in it that's why i'm just like well let's just fix the one we got it, that, that's all i'm saying that was a sidebar to a sidebar let me get back let me get back let me get back so it just it doesn't make any sense and if trump really was a victim first of all him and his attorneys have the warrant they could show you that if they wanted to he could even show you because they give you documentation of what they actually took in the raid so what he could do also is tell you exactly what they 
took. And if he didn't want everything to be shown, he could redact it or black it out so you couldn't see everything that was taken, but you could see some of the things that were taken. He didn't, he didn't want to do that either. That should make y'all, all of you guys that are Laura Ingram and all the Fox News people that are mad and all the people outside of his, his residence or the, the resort, that should tell you all you need to know. If he won't tell you what they took, it's incriminating. Why would you not say that? If this is just a complete witch hunt, it's nothing there, there's nothing to be taken, why not just tell the people what they took? They haven't done that. And I'm pretty sure, I hope it's not an overreach, but I'm pretty sure Merrick Garland has his ducks in a row because he would have a nightmare. The, him and everybody, the Democrats, would have an absolute nightmare on their hands if this was an overreach. I've heard many people say that this is a last resort. Like, this must be the only way that he thought he could get these documents because they had sent an FBI agent a couple weeks earlier to Mar-a-Lago. And he said that he had some documents or for whatever reason, they felt that they were not going to get those documents back. And we're talking about these are top secret documents that even if you had a top secret security clearance, you still could not see them. So this is the kind of stuff that he has in his house, not to mention the ones that he threw in the toilet. So we don't know. And Trump is not the most trustworthy person and he lies all the time. We have him on camera lying and y'all still believe him? Like, I am not understanding why y'all are not understanding that this is a, this is a lie. What, what are we missing? What are we missing? I'm not understanding it. I don't get it. And that's like, even with Nancy Pelosi, which now she probably is so happy that this is happening, that she said nobody is above the law because people just forgot that she went to Taiwan like people just say they had moved on like pilots this is what I mean like that's why we gonna do this episode next week because we need to do it because basically the funny part is is that a lot of people saying she was gonna put towards um what is it world war world war three because she went to Taiwan but back in 2019 the end of Trump's presidency he actually made steps towards recognizing Taiwan as a country. I don't even know if y'all remember that. Like, the Department of Defense, I think on June, in sometime in June of 2019, they had reported $2.6 billion in a weapons deal to provide Taiwan with new tanks, missiles, and other supplies and the trump ob trump administration said that they were taking its obligation to ensure taiwan's defense capabilities in a more serious way so this is the part that i don't understand even mike pompeo had tweeted back in 2019 that they were taking those steps to recognize taiwan as its own country. i don't think that so much stuff happens that i think we forget and that's why I'm like, I don't, I am, I am not understanding. I am not understanding. But, so, you know, she said that she went to Taiwan because you have to stand against autocratic societies. And, you know, this is very similar to the Ukraine-Russia situation, except for China has not stepped foot on the grounds to start something like Russia did. But, you know, they had a civil war back in like 1949 
and china has been saying that it's a part of china forever they see i'm saying that's owls they with us that kind of thing and the united states has always taken this one china policy where it's like oh no you know we see it <laughs> we see it but um we're gonna ignore it because china is a big part of our supply chain and we're gonna ignore it and so that's basically the policy that they've had for a very long time so when nancy pelosi went over there you could see how that was like okay this just got real now i don't think china and the u.s where they're so interwoven as far as their economies if one crashes the other one will also crash i don't think they want to go at each other i just don't see that happening ever it would at least not in the immediate future not, let me not say it ever because never say never but I, I just don't see that happening it doesn't make very much sense but nonetheless we'll talk about that more next week or yeah next week and so the last thing i want to mention before i get up off here because i want to give y'all something because you know that it was just i just want to give y'all something a little taster a little teaser because the bonus episode is usually like 30 40 minutes at most so let me end this with two things kevin gates and by the way serena is retiring which is amazing as well <laughs> kevin gates comment and i also want to end this with bill maher so kevin gates said that he does not support black lives matter and his excuse for this or the reasoning he gave was because black people kill each other and the most people who hate on him are black now he didn't say black he actually called them the n-word okay you can dislike him you can dislike the fact that he doesn't support black lives matter and all of that types type of stuff but you have to well not dislike him you can dislike his opinion but this here's the thing he has the right to not support it if he doesn't want to support black lives matter he doesn't have to and then you also have to realize that black lives matter is an organization and a corporation he didn't say that he believed that black lives don't matter what he's saying is is that he doesn't support the organization that is of black lives matter at least that's what i gather because he very much believes his life matters i don't know well, maybe because he did say he doesn't see color he just see real and fake so maybe he is a part of the all lives matter movement but black lives and white lives and every life that is here has some level of purpose period and it really should be an asterisk and that's why when i heard the saying i was like this is not going to you know people gonna be a little in their feelings about this it should really really the saying was always black lives matter also or black lives matter too which is not grammatically correct but there should be an asterisk next to it it was like we also were included in being worth living and surviving and being here we are included our lives are just as important so i guess when you cut it down black lives matter is the closest you're gonna get to that statement and then people just don't want to really read into the between the lines black lives have always mattered whether people knew it or not they've always mattered and i think that he 
although he's very like he says some crazy stuff like it, he just says crazy stuff but I think he kind of has a little bit of a point I think both things can be true I think he is saying it in ignorance and he's not realizing how that's gonna come off but I think he's also saying that we do need to hold our own people accountable which we do a really bad job like we tend to put every situation in the same box and we judge it in the same vein and that is not how this should work we should not judge it in the same vein we should not hold all this the things that happen under the same umbrella because each thing is nuanced and i think we don't do that we don't hold ourselves accountable and i think it's hard to do when you are in a country where black people have always been at the bottom i i do think it's very difficult to do but i think that we do need to find a way in order to be able to still hold our communities accountable because we still use a lot of the same excuses we've been using for a long time when sometimes we can take it one step at a time and we still haven't done that i watch black people in their own community throw trash out of their car because they feel like their car is more valuable than the community that they live in i'm not saying that white people don't do that i'm just saying that in my community the people that i see do it just so happened to be black and i see it a lot i see people throw stuff right out the window they don't the level of lack of care and we can say that it's in programmed in us and somebody told us but at some point we've got to say we matter we've got to say it too because we it just can't be we only matter when there's somebody else involved we only matter when the authorities are involved like no we've got to always matter if you start to change the way that we view our communities and the way we view ourselves this will also change and i think that's the part that we just think that we got to go to here like no start we gotta start small if it's the mindset that needs to be changed we need to start that so that they know we respect ourselves more than you respect us and what's going to happen is, is we're not going to put up with this i don't a hundred percent agree with him but i think i know i hear where he's coming from i know a lot of people are going to probably shit on him and they're going to shit on me for saying this but at the end of the day plus with the black lives matter corporation when you see especially the lack of infrastructure and the fact that it was money going every which way and they were using the money and it's like okay no one was even holding them accountable so I was like, we, no, we, we do need some things we need to hold accountable. But I think that him saying that out loud, probably not the best thing because it's going to look bad on us. And then people who want to believe that black lives don't matter are going to take that soundbite and they're going to run with it. So I think some things just don't need to be said out loud. And this is why I think that sometimes podcasts have, are more of a detriment than it can be positive because on a podcast, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And what happens is, is that we want to go viral. So they ask the most stupid questions. They ask the most disrespectful questions. They, it, it just goes to this point where everybody got to go viral. So sometimes I think at, at its detriment, podcasting can be bad for a community. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to say on that. And, um, I'm going to end on Bill Maher. I watched Bill Maher. I was on, uh, for the culture with Faraji Muhammad on the Black Star Network the other day. And 
I also mentioned this on the show that you didn't get a chance to hear. But Bill Maher, because I listen to Bill Maher every week. You know I always talk about Bill Maher on my show. I, I, I don't agree with Bill Maher as much as I used to. But I will say that I think he is absolutely needed. I think you need people that have that difference of opinion. I think you need people that aren't afraid to say what they mean and mean what they say. Because one thing I will say about Bill Maher is he is unapologetically himself. Whatever he says, he stands behind it. You don't meet too many people like that. So no matter how much I disagree with a lot of the stuff he believes, I think he absolutely needs to exist. He, we absolutely need real time. It needs to be there. Like, I believe wholeheartedly it needs to be there. With that being said, he talked about the body positivity movement, which I had a whole episode on that. So go back in season three. Yeah, I think it's season three when Lizzo had her butt out. I did a whole episode on body positivity. And I've talked about body positivity a couple times and my stance on it. Like I said that I think the body positivity movement is at its own detriment. I think the same thing to have with Black Lives Matter movement. I think it started from a good place and then it kind of gets warped. That's exactly what happened with the body positivity movement. So the body positivity movement just really was about confidence. Having confidence in yourself. Loving yourself. Loving differences. Loving flaws that's where it started and then body positivity turned into something that was more detrimental especially to communities of color because it started to like coddle obesity as a person who is technically considered obese now because i've gained a significant amount of weight and has struggled with their weight their entire lives Bill Maher basically was saying, like, you have a choice. Stop being fat. Stop eating. You know, you got to get up, work out. You can't. Nobody want to see that. He he does not like fat women at all, which is funny to me because he was on Mike Tyson's uh, podcast. And he says he can't even go to a strip club now because everybody's got a little weight on them. He likes really skinny, almost anorexic base because he wants it to go back to the way it used to be. But the funny part is, is bulimia and anorexia will do the same things to your body that obesity will. Your heart will be, you will strain your heart. You can have heart attack. Like it, it's bad the other way as well. And I think that is what the body positivity movement was supposed to do. It was supposed to balance it. Because that skinny anorexic swimsuit model that Bill Maher likes to see is not what the average human woman looks like. What the body positivity movement was supposed to do is show you what an average woman looks like. Women have stretch marks. Everybody doesn't need a six pack. If you don't have a six pack, it doesn't mean that you're not healthy or obese. We've got to stop that. When you look at the those remote islands and, and those the, that are, they're just off by themselves, they don't have entertainment and TV and all that, they don't look like that swimsuit model. They don't look like the muscle-bound bodybuilder. They don't look like that. The people that lived the longest, I think it's like, what, in the Mediterranean, they, not, they don't look like that. They just regular little, little people that are just walking around. Like... I think that's the problem we we are looking for this perfection of this body image that doesn't exist and so what happened was that anorexic person that bill maher likes so much is what caused this because it was like i can't get to that 
So I'm going to just accept where I'm at because there's no way I'm going to get to that. And I think that is an issue that we also need to address. Not to mention that one of the pizzas that he misses is that most of the people that are overweight just so happen to be African-American and or people of color who are low income. The people that are healthy and skinny in this country or fit are rich. They are white. There's a reason for that. Healthy food is more expensive than cheaper food. Some places don't even have access to fruits and vegetables. It's not always about, oh, eat this choice and eat that choice. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Like, I just got to eat what I have. That is another piece of it that I don't think he ever addresses. He's never mentioned it. When he talks about obesity, he never mentioned So if you have, I guess his conversation is really for fat white people because for the poor communities of color, they don't have that choice all the time unless the United States government wants to get down inflation, which people of color are being hit the hardest to make sure that they can afford and eat fruits and vegetables. We going to do that. We going to do that. But I also don't think that you need to be 100 pounds overweight either. That's just me. But, you know, you guys can tune in to Millennials Anonymous podcast on Monday. We'll have another episode. I promise you we will. And you're going to enjoy it. But this has been a bonus. Peace. Oh, man. I wish I had a fairy godmother to help me with my fit. It's looking kind of busted right now. Ah, hey, you cutie with no hoodie. It's your fairy godmother. Damn, you mean a fairy god me? Because we sound just alike. Am I having an insecure Issa Rae in the mirror moment? Yeah, whatever, don't worry about it. We got you covered, okay? So we're going to make sure that you are looking hot this winter when you go out to have a ball. Okay, okay. So, so what y'all got over there? Well, I am the Millennials Anonymous DTLR Villa Fairy, say that ten times fast, and they got you. They got matching sets from Puma, Nike, Juicy Couture, and so much more. So okay. all you gotta do is go to Millennials backslash shops and click on DTLR Villa, and you can get the savings today. Okay, let's go. Now, hurry back, cause... Cause... my car's gonna turn into a pumpkin if I don't come back on time? No, Millennials Anonymous is on, so let's go.